0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. Here I am again talking to you alone. I'm just here for that. Like, I am I love podcasts where people talk to themselves. Like, I'm not even being facetious. I really do. So I'm committing to that now because um, I'm currently quite busy. And I just don't have time to find people and harass them. So if you want to be on the podcast you can let me know and uh, we'll do it. But in the meantime, I'm just going to talk to you myself because I love talking to myself. So, cool. Anyway, yesterday was my birthday. Well, that'll be two days from the publishing of this podcast because I know how time works. So, two days ago was my birthday. Cool. That's what's happening in my life. Um, It rained all day. Thank you, Florida. And it rained all day today. And it's just raining a lot. So can't wait for hurricane season. Sounds like fun. And we're doing great. (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking in, in this weird tense. Like there's more than one of me. But who knows? Today I did an Instagram poll asking what you guys wanted to hear about. I asked if you wanted to hear about how to get 10k followers, not followers, Jesus, who do I think I am, like I have 10k followers, um, do you want to get 10k page views, that I can help you with, I can't help you with the followers, or do you want to learn more about being a freelancer, and y'all said freelancer, which honestly shocked me, because I thought you would all be really up in there about the traffic, but okay. That's cool. I can do both, and then I can just save the 10k views one for another time, which is great, because then I won't have to think anything else. Cool. So, I'm going to start today by sharing my experience as a freelancer, because I don't know if it's the tried and true path, and I just want to be really clear about that so that everyone's not like... You're a liar, or, oh my god, why am I calling myself a liar? I do work as a freelancer. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you about it, and you can call me a liar if you want, but okay. Anyway, I started freelancing when I was in college, probably like my second year, and I went to college to study English, which is a funny joke, like, whenever you tell anyone you study English, you get like, do you want to be a teacher, or... Do you want to be homeless? Like, these are the questions you learn to expect as a English major. And I was like, no, I want to be a writer. And I remember in one of my English classes, um, my professor made us go around the room on the first day, you know, like one of those weird icebreaker questions. And she was like, what do you guys want to do when you, I was going to say grow up, but we were already adults. What do you want to do like career wise? And I remember just telling her, I want to write and make money. Because, like, I love writing, so someone please pay me. And that's basically my only career goal, and you know what? It still is. And (laughs) so I said that, and I have held true ever since. And that is what made me want to be a freelancer. Um, Freelancing is huge right now, like huge, so huge. When I worked at a marketing company, we hired a lot of freelancers. A lot of places are hiring freelancers. You would be surprised how many people need freelancers, so... Get in now, because it's super hot right now, and there's a big demand. Like, no matter what you do, what you're good at, there's a demand for that. Trust me. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But anyway, so I started in college, mainly because I wanted to write. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. I just did yoga. Like, I'm not a yoga person. I literally hate stretching, which is sad. And now I have, like, horrible posture, and I can't, like, touch my toes or do, like, basic things. Um, Anyway, I did yoga because I was like, you know what? I need to take some control of my health. And so I tried it and I'm like really dead now. So I'm going to yawn. But it's just because I'm healthy. So anyway, in college, I was like hating on my part-time jobs. I worked so many jobs in college. Like I could get a list. Like I can't even fit all my jobs on one hand. Like I did crazy stuff. I worked in the call center. I worked at a hat place. Like they made hats. Like, I don't even know how to explain that. I worked at a restaurant, but, like, not in the restaurant. I worked in the gift shop. Like, this weird restaurant also had a gift shop. It was so weird. And then I also worked at a lemonade stand. I worked as a host. Um, I worked... I already told you about the call center. I was an intern. I did it all. Like, I was out here trying to make money, but I was only minimum wage, and I was just so frustrated because, like, I was not having money to eat, and it got really dark. Sorry. Um... So, I wanted more money, obviously, like every college student. And I was like, freelancing might be the thing because I need career experience because, like, I'm working at this restaurant. I'm literally serving people pastries for, like, six hours a day. And this isn't really going to help me in my career. So, I was out here to prove people wrong about the English major stereotype. Like, if I ended college and ended up... As a teacher, I was going to be like, oh, no, I failed myself. Um, or if I ended up doing like anything that really is irrelevant. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was just angry. And so I was like, I'm going to become a freelance writer. I started my blog as a portfolio. If you look, I think I deleted them because they were really weird. Like my first few posts are basically just my samples back in the day when I was like, I'm just going to blog about whatever. And that's <laughs> how I'm going to get people to pay me. And that is not a good method, let me tell you, no, don't just blog about whatever. But I did it first, and it ended up being really fun for me. I've, I've always blogged, like I've always had weird blogs my whole life, like starting in elementary school even. So that's my history with blogs. So I got back into it for my resume, and I was like, I love this, so I kept doing that. And then actually when I stopped paying attention to my quote-unquote freelance portfolio is when I actually started getting freelance jobs. Because at the time, I had been applying really obnoxiously to whatever I could. But I didn't really know what I was doing at all. And I didn't have very good samples. Because all my samples were either from, like, school. Which isn't really, like, no one cares about John Milton essays. Like, this isn't what people want to pay for. Unless you're writing people's John Milton essays. Which is another thing that I won't comment on. But, (laughs) um, so I actually got my first freelancing job... Uh, was a new company, a new blog focused on millennials in college that was looking for paid writers. And it was just opening, so they needed, like, a backlog of writers to hit the ground running before they launched. And I won't name them now because I no longer write for them and I no longer agree with um, their politics or their methods of paying writers. But at the time, it was a great opportunity. And I don't mean that to mean, like, I had a bad experience because I didn't. I had a great experience. I'm yawning again, and I'm not gonna cut it out, and I had this good experience. I worked for them for, like, two years. They actually made it so I was able to quit my horrible part-time jobs, because I was working two jobs at one point. Literally, I would spend all day at one job, and then I would leave, go directly to the next job, and work until, like, 11 p.m., and I wanted to die, so I was looking for a way out of that, and this got me out of that, and it was magnificent, so that was great. Um, with them... And uh, the pay was $50 a post, which was honestly amazing because the post only had to be 400 words. And if you try to find... And they were, like, nothing. Like, I wrote one that is, like, what your major says about your pizza choices. Like, that was literally a topic I came up with and wrote a post on. And I got paid to do that. So, that was wild. And I don't know that that would really happen in any other capacity. Oh, my God. I left my phone on. I am so sorry. <laughs> anyway, um... So that's how I started, and then I broke up with that company. I didn't really break up with them, I just sort of, like, ghosted them. No, like, drifted out, like, mutual drifting, because they changed their policy on how they were going to pay. Basically, they were going to stop paying, and I was like, hmm, interesting. So I just, like, slowly drifted away, which I don't necessarily suggest, but if it was a different situation... Would have been different. Anyway, so then I put my freelancing on hold for my senior year. I focused fully on my blog, which was doing great. And then I was um, also working as an intern. I was doing a lot for school, so I was trying to finish on that. And then as soon as I graduated college, I went to go work at Disney World, which was a terrain wreck. Like a terrain wreck. I lasted three weeks. And so then after those three weeks, I was like, well, now I have no job and I'm in this new place because I moved. I moved for Disney World. I'm so dumb. Like I cry. Anyway, so I moved for Disney World and I had no job at this point. And I was applying to all these jobs nearby, but no one was really hiring. They were all like spammy sales jobs, like door to door or like call centers. Or they would say it's a, for, like, a fine dining restaurant, and then I'd get there, and they're like, just kidding, you're actually answering the phone in this corner and, like, making smoothies. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and they're like, also, we're not paying you minimum wage, but you'll probably get tipped. And I'm like, okay. So I was spiraling. I, it was like sink or swim, because I had no way to feed myself, and, like, I was dwindling all my savings, and I was like, what is going on here? Like, what is the solution? And so I started just like throwing myself into freelancing because I needed to eat and I needed to pay rent. So that's what motivated me. As you can see, I frequently am motivated by wanting to eat and wanting to not live in a box. So this is where I find my motivation. You will have to find your own. But um, it really was sink or swim. And I'm glad to say that I did not sink. Um, It was not an easy transition. It did not go well at first. So now you have me to tell you all about it. It took me months to land like a quality job. It was mostly like one-offs, like write one thing for this one person, get paid, never see them again, which is fine. Like sometimes you only need small projects, but I wanted something like pretty long-term. And now I have a like pretty much full-time Um, Position with a um, outreach company, and they do link building for other websites. So, um, like if you wanted to guest post on five blogs for SEO purposes, listen to my SEO episode (laughs) for more info on that. Um, You would go to them, and they would help you create content, like really high quality content that showcases your link, etc. So basically, I write that quality content, and I mostly write about marketing, um, e-commerce. employee management like stuff like that mostly like b2b stuff like business to business type of things i don't really write as much in like lifestyle or um business to consumer sometimes i do but you have to sort of figure that out for yourself and i did not know that going in i like completely learned it as i went so anyway now i work with them um i work probably at least two hours a day usually depending on how much i have And it pays pretty well, and I really enjoy doing it, so that's great. I'm also still open to other um, contracts with other companies or just, like, smaller projects because this is, like, a big ongoing one. But sometimes I'm interested in other things, and sometimes I get new opportunities through this opportunity. Um, It works for me. I'm having a great time. I'm learning a lot, and I'm still blogging, so that's wonderful. So now, if you want to be a freelancer, which you should because it is amazing, um... There's a lot to learn, and I'm going to try to break some of it down right now. So there's a lot of types of freelancers. Um, there's a freelance writer, which is what I do. There's freelance design, graphic design, web design, software development, um, virtual assistant. Like, whenever I hear someone who's like, oh, I can't freelance, like, I don't have any skills, I'm always like, you could just be a VA, which is a virtual assistant. Basically, it's you can do most anything. Like, if you know how to do basic computer tasks and you're an organized, like, efficient person... You have the makings to be a VA. Um, A lot of professionals will hire VAs. People like me, bloggers who need a little bit of help, will hire VAs. Basically, you'll do anything from like answering emails, um, responding to blog posts, um, organizing a schedule, to more advanced things like maybe updating a website, writing copy, that kind of stuff. It would just depend on your arrangement, but that's always a great option if you don't really know what you want to do, but you know you want to work independently and maybe work with some clients. So, let's talk about what you need to know before you actually get started freelancing. Because I feel like a lot of people don't really understand it. I definitely did not understand it when I first started. And basically, it's just the biggest hustle. Like, you know, I just said I have to sink or swim. Like, it's that most of the time. Um, I'm lucky because I have a long-term contract with this company. But when that wasn't the case, it's always like a a race to find your next client, like unless you have several to rely on, you're always going to be looking for the next one. And there's really no way around that. That's just sort of the reality of freelancing. I mean, ideally, you'll only take quality clients so that you have that kind of income safety net. But there will be cases when you have to choose what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And that's just going to be up to you. Um, If you're the kind of person who doesn't like to spend hours finding jobs, possibly getting nowhere, um, this probably isn't for you because it's just not going to be very consistent like that and you're going to have to be really motivated to just go out there and try again and again, even when you keep hearing no a gazillion times. Um, It's not constant, um, not consistent. There will be times when you have a ton of work when you don't have that much work, I have a contract and there's still this kind of like roller coaster ride. Um, Sometimes I work 12 hours a day. Sometimes I make a lot of money. Sometimes I make no money. And that's just like the balancing act here. And that's why it helps me to have more than one income stream because I know, okay, I don't have that many freelancing projects this week, but that's okay because I can just work on my blogging stuff. I can look for other clients. Um, And I always know I have money coming from different parts of my life. But that's not always the case. So keep, keep that in mind. Also, you're going to make mistakes. I've made so many mistakes. I've made mistakes with clients. I've made mistakes with projects. I've made mistakes on my own, made mistakes with everything. And it's a mess. And it's just sort of the, the reality of this kind of job where you work for yourself. You don't have a boss like hovering over your shoulder every day telling you what to do. There's no one to hold your hand through it. You're going to learn stuff on your own. I've taken clients on for projects that I did not understand so many times and I've just had to wing it and sometimes it's a hit and sometimes it's a miss. Sometimes I overstate how much I understand a topic um, and I have to really dive into some research and I end up doing extra work. Like These are just little things that add up. They just They come with the territory and you just got to work with it. Next, um, contracts. You're going to have to get really good at reading contracts because you will get screwed if you don't. You also need to learn how to write your own. Um, I work with companies, but I won't work with any of them that don't have any kind of formal agreement. Um, If you do, you run the risk of things going wrong, like not getting paid or not having any sort of parameters or limits, stuff like that gets really annoying really fast. And along with that is taxes. Like, you have to pay taxes on your own. Same with blogging, same with anything like that. If you're making over $600 a year in the US, you need to pay your own taxes. For me, that means paying quarterly taxes. If you have a smaller business, you're not seeing that much money coming in, you might not need to pay quarterly taxes, but either way, you need to be very clear about the money that's coming in and the money that's going out with your business expenses. Um, I wouldn't worry about filing like an LLC or a corporation or anything like that. as long as it's just you and you don't really deal with a lot of legal stuff. Like, the point of an LLC is to protect your personal assets um, from any liabilities, hence the name. Um, but if you're not really dealing with things where you have a big risk, it might not be worth the extra effort to get that. But anyway, with taxes, you need to get a federal identity number. I might have said that wrong. <laughs> it's called FIN. Yeah, it's like a social security number, but for um, business expenses. Um If you're not paying quarterly, you might not decide to have that, but it can be useful if you want to open like a credit card just for your business or a bank account just for your business. Um, And I mean business because sometimes you have expenses that go along with this. I know I use Grammarly. That's an entire business expense. Running my website is a business expense. Um, If you work um, graphic design or anything like Adobe, those are all business expenses. You want to write those off on your taxes so you don't have to pay more than you need to. If you have a home office, if you're using your utility um, to work on the internet, all these little things like add up, so it could be worthwhile to get that, but that's up to you. Um, If you're just getting started, I wouldn't worry about it that much, but definitely be very clear about which, where your money's coming from, where it's going. Um, I use a Google spreadsheet, and since I pay quarterly, I have a different one for each quarter. Um, I track every individual expense, um, and the dates, all kinds of records. And then I add it all up and I make my best guess because I'm not a, not an accountant. Um, You have to like look at your income and your estimated income to see how much you're expected to pay. And if your state has local or state income tax, mine doesn't. Thank you, Florida. And just pay it. Um, I recommend keeping it separate. That's what I do whenever I get any money in for my business. I automatically calculate how much I need to hold for taxes. It can be anywhere from 15 to 25%, depending on where you are. Um, I put that to the side, I put it in a savings account, don't even look at it, and that way I don't have to worry about it. One of the biggest mistakes is forgetting to do that, and then having to owe a lot of money at the end of the year. You don't want that to happen, so just be on top of it from the beginning, it won't be an issue. Alright, what do you need to actually become a freelancer? Nothing. Honestly, you can start with nothing. You don't need a bachelor's degree. You don't need an associate's degree. You don't need five years of experience. You don't really need much of anything as long as you're not trying to do anything super complicated. Um, As a freelance writer, I have a bachelor's in English and I have experience. Other freelance writers don't, and they're equally as successful, if not more successful. Um, There's no hard and fast rules and it's all about like if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to give it your all, and if you know how to choose clients that like align with your skill level. So that's that. You do need a blog or a website. I suggest both. Um, <laughs> both can go to one. I think you should have a self-hosted blog, a domain with a .com address because it just looks professional. Um, I don't think it's as professional to have uh, like a subdomain if you had like mywebsite.wix.com. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just feel like it's so affordable to start your own website, like less than $10 a month. You can write it off as a business expense. It's very easy, very affordable, and it just looks really professional and it shows clients you take yourself really seriously. So that's my personal two cents. Um, even if you're not a freelance writer, you should still probably have a blog or a website because you can still talk about your experience. You can show your samples. Um, You can present yourself as an expert, which is really important. Like if you do web design, um, you can have a blog where you talk about web design. You can talk about like five things every website needs to attract clients or um, the rules of color on a website, like stuff like that will really show your clients that you aren't just making things up. um, You really know your stuff and that speaks volumes. You'll also need some samples when I started, like I said, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, no matter what you are writing or writing or designing or uh, assisting, like you should have a niche. Um, you don't have to stick with it all the time. I know I don't. But see how I said now I write for marketing, e-commerce, stuff like that. That's my niche. I know who I'm talking to. I'm not going to go to an interior design company and try to write for them because that's just not my niche. That's not my area of expertise. And it will just be confusing. So at least in the beginning, try to choose something you feel really confident in. Some areas that are always looking for high-paid writers or experts are um, finance, marketing, business, um, technology. These ones are always a good choice. But if you're not good at those things, you can expand into other things too. Like, like I just said, interior design, home design, um, graphic design um same with the VA if you're going to be a virtual assistant like what kind of professionals do you help in particular like you could really target bloggers or you could really target um working women I don't know just like know your audience so you can speak to your audience and so that you can actually get some trust from them like if you're trying to talk to everyone no one can hear you so choose wisely don't be afraid to choose something that's sort of a challenge like I write about tech now usually SaaS like software as a service and I did not even know what that was when I got started and I've just learned a lot and same with e-commerce oh my god I knew nothing about e-commerce but now I I feel really confident writing about e-commerce don't be afraid to learn like there are so many great tools online where you can just go, if you take the afternoon, take a week, um, do a lesson every day, there's free resources. I know for like SEO, I had a friend who really wanted to learn more about SEO, search engine optimization. Once again, listen to my last episode. Um, And she, I directed her to the Moz blog, they have like a 30 30 blog posts like step-by-step introduction through every facet of SEO and she walked away with like a really strong understanding and that is all you need like as long as you know how to research you can really talk about anything but choose something really get to know it and make some samples like if you're in school you probably already have some samples for projects or for writing stuff like that but you can also just make your own um, when you first get started, you're not going to have client work to show for it, and that's fine. Like, oh, they don't expect you to. No problem. Just write some of your own. Like, do a 200 to 500 word sample if you're a writer. Do um, a graphic design project. Show your website. Like, these are all examples that will get you the, get you the gig. Um, if you have some client work, you can ask for some testimonials. I don't use them because I sort of do a lot of ghostwriting, so it doesn't really um, apply itself. But if you have worked with clients or even past employers or just people like from school, not like, not like your peers, but if you had a professor you worked with or you did an internship, see if you can get a recommendation, something like that works wonderfully on a website. Oh, right. Oh, I'm out of breath. I'm hyped about this. I love freelancing. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about how to get started. So like now I've talked about what you needed, how to even like know how to get started. Now let's go through the steps. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Get a pen and paper. Do these things in this order. First, make a website. Do nothing else until you make a website. I do not care <laughs> if you have already started applying for jobs online. That's fine. Pause right now. Make a website. Um, go to WordPress. No, don't don't do that. Um, if you go to my website, SamanthaBility.com, there's a under blogging. One of the tabs is. Uh, start a blog. I have a step-by-step tutorial in there and a coupon code FYI for how to um, start a blog for like less than $5. Like it's so cheap, so easy. Get WordPress installed. I use Toastgator. I walk you through how to use them. Um, They have one-click install for WordPress, which is amazing. So literally, you're just going to click one thing. Your website going to start itself. You're just going to start adding to it. Um, You can use a free theme. You can use um, a little bit of a paid theme. They're not expensive. You can find them for under $10. Or just use a free one. That's fine. And just start adding to it. You don't have to sit down for eight hours like designing some complicated website. You need an About Me page, a Contact Me page, and... I don't even think you need to put services. I think you need a blog. Do at least three blog posts. Good. Start applying. Great. So those blog posts can act as samples, but you can also have a portfolio page on there. Second, you're going to start applying. Like, let's not wait. Just go out there and apply. Um, You can go to websites like Upwork, which I honestly hate, but I've heard of great success stories. I have an episode here on earlier episode with um, Amanda Cross from the Happy Arkansan, and she works on Upwork a lot, and she gives a lot of great tips in that episode, so I highly recommend it. Like, she had great things to say about Upwork, so definitely worth trying. Um, learn how to use a pitch, like, not use a pitch, learn how to write a pitch. There's some great articles on that. Um, basically, just be yourself, try to be different. Like, people don't want to hear 15. Posts from the same person like stand out show why you are valuable why you have unique experience you can bring to the table even if you don't have like five years of experience or college degree or like any formal training show why you are a valuable option which you can do through a website um there's also job boards for writing I use the pro bloggers job board if you just google pro bloggers job board you'll get a big list these are curated so these are high quality um blogging projects usually, but they don't always pay a ton you really got to search through them. This is where I get most of my blogging opportunities. Um, it's going to be up to you whether you're willing to accept the lower paid ones. I don't think there's any harm in doing that, especially in the beginning when you don't really know what to expect from working with clients, like doing a low pressure, lower paid one like that, like a small project is a really good way to like get your feet wet you'll start to learn what the expectations are and how you should approach working with clients. It's a good learning experience. So that's up to you. Um, Definitely don't feel like you need to start low because you're new. Do not think that. Like price yourself fairly. Learn how you should be charging for your industry and don't be afraid to ask for like the money you deserve. Um, another option is cold outreach, which is basically when you reach out to companies or professionals and you offer your services. This is terrifying. <laughs> As someone who used to work at a call, call center, I hate cold calling. I hate cold emailing. It's really awkward. It's not going to be easy at first, but I think you can do it really well if you know what you're doing. Um, once again, learn your pitch I think if you're going to approach a company organically, you need to really do your research. So if there's like a local business near you, you see them posting on social media and they suck at it, like <laughs> I think this all the time, and they're, they're just fumbling through social media, you know you could offer a service that's really valuable to them. Maybe approach them, say, hey, I've really enjoyed working or like visiting your yogurt shop for the past five years. Like this is a great place to be in the community. Um, I'm currently a social media outreach coordinator and I've worked with small businesses like this to help build their social following. I just wanted to introduce myself and say that I think this campaign idea would be great for you. Like, how about you showcase, um, a different flavor every day? Um, I would love to work with you if you're open to talking, like, can we go get coffee? Something like that that's not, in any way spammy or like a really obnoxious like don't try to hard sell yourself you want to get to know the person first you need in sales funnels there's this thing called no like and trust basically your audience needs to know you they need to like you and then they need to trust you before they will make a sale and the same is true for freelancing so keep that in mind and step number three that was a big step number two Step number three is to just keep at it. Like you're going to hear no a lot and then suddenly you're not going to hear no. So keep at it. Keep blogging in the meantime. Like that's a great way to keep building your portfolio, to keep grading your skills. Like that's just the best part. Um, and do your own thing. Like there's a lot of pressure online that you need to act a certain way, um, approach clients a certain way or make a certain type of writing or a certain type of design a lot of pressure to follow these trends and I don't know that it's necessarily in your best interest to just go with the flow like that like be your own thing be your own thing ha 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 okay um just do what makes you feel like you're <laughs> moving in the right direction and uh, don't look at the competition don't look at Joe Schmo down the street who's super successful like they might you don't know what their journey was you don't know how they got there Just keep doing your own thing. I promise you, if you keep applying, it's a numbers game. If you just keep applying, you are going to find the right client. And it's honestly just saturated in some areas. You might have to try a new niche. You might have to expand a little. It's okay. Just keep trying. And be responsible. Like, you're eventually going to land a client. Number four. This is step number four. Um, Land a client eventually. Um, Follow through. Really find, make sure there's a contract. If there isn't a contract, suggest one. Be like, do you mind? Agreeing to this formal agreement, you can find free ones online or you can just write your own. You don't need to be a lawyer, it's not that complicated. You're just gonna want to outline the payment terms, you're gonna want to outline your expectations and the time frame. Those are the three main things. If you have those in there, you should be fine. So, if a client approaches you with a climate, with a climate, (laughs) with a um, contract, make sure there's payment terms, you agree to the same price. You agree to the scope of the project. This is my biggest fear because you'll start working with a client and then suddenly the project will get huge and you're sort of stuck. Make sure it's very clearly outlined what your expectations are and when the deadline is. That's great. Um, you might also need to include something in there about edits. Like, as a freelancer, I will do three edits for, like, a writing client. If it's any more than that, like, it's too much. Like, we're veering into a territory that is no longer productive. So decide for yourself what your kind of parameters will be and outline them. Like, don't be afraid to ask for things as long as they're reasonable. Like, don't, I'd, like, you're only available during business hours, on weekdays, stuff like that. Because clients will contact you at the weirdest times, so... Be aware of that, and oh my God, I'm out of breath. <sighs> and step five, just land the job. I don't know. There is no step five. I'm just making it up. Um, <laughs> just just follow through. Do it. Like once you land one, you'll realize it's way easier than you thought, and it won't be nearly as scary anymore. And that's just the best part. So in the meantime, definitely don't put all your eggs in one basket. Learn to blog. Learn to build your own website. Build your own audience and then clients will just start coming to you, honestly. If you have a great blog where you've shown that you're an expert in the industry, you're going to attract the right clients without having to do that much work, which is the dream. So, until that happens, just be persistent. Um, it's okay if you make mistakes, just keep moving. The best part about working online like that is it's not really easy to burn that many bridges. Like, if you have a bad impression on one client, it's not the end of the world. You can rebuild won't be that they're not gonna like tattle on you probably so you should be fine um just do your best um always be open with a client talk to them about um how your project's coming give them updates and just do your best all the time like try not to slack even though there's no one there really watching you just do your best and get things done on time and that's it yay this was a big episode I didn't expect to have this much to say if you were looking at my notes right now you would see like nothing on them because there's very little here, and I just, like, went off, so you're welcome. But anyway, if you have any more questions about freelancing, you can find me on Instagram, Samantha Ability, or you can just contact me at hello at offbeatgrad.com. As always, it was a wonderful time to talk to the microphone alone in my room, and I hope you enjoyed this, and thank you so much, everyone, for the, the very kind, positive feedback like i feel so awkward talking to the microphone alone but like i i don't know i like listening to people talk to themselves so i'm glad you people do too and i would love any suggestions or if you want to be featured or if you have any ideas let me know cool okay i'm gonna go shower because i did yoga remember and i'm gonna then go eat some pasta because i live on pasta And that's it. So thanks for listening and I will talk to you next week.